Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The July 2023 edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Welcome into our Bush Stadium studios. I'm Brett McMillan, joined by Joe Pfeiffer and Larry State from our Cardinals Alumni Relations Group. Uh, Normally, there's a fourth person here. There's not this month, but stick with us. We're going to be talking about the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. We just thought it would be fun uh, with Scott Rowland going in. There's so much that happens behind the scenes. You guys are super involved in that. And I found myself sitting at my desk going, who should we have on this month? And I thought, well, really what I want to know about is Cooperstown. And so that's what we're going to do is just kind of kick that around. Everything that you've wanted to know as a fan about Cooperstown, uh, most of it at least, I think these guys can answer. So uh, big month for for both of you, I would assume. Yeah, huge month. And uh, fortunately, I think for both, I'll speak for Larry too, Cooperstown's one of our favorite places on the planet. We've, we've spent a lot of time there the last six years, uh, even the last decade, when you think about Whitey's induction, Tony's induction. We've hosted three fantasy camps there in the last six years. We've got another one that we'll host in uh, 2024 So at Doubleday Field. So we love the place. Um, and, you know, to have Bill DeWitt Jr. on the board of the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Ozzie Smith, um, just adds to that relationship factor um, with the Cardinals. So um, we're, we're excited and, and look really looking forward to the weekend in a few weeks. Yep. And it's traditionally the role of one of the teams that the inductees played for, in this case the Cardinals, that will be hosting the official team reception for Scott Rowland and his guests and a lot of other people there. So we get to be up there for that and kind of experience the weekend with Scott. So everybody will watch on MLB Network on Sunday. We'll have a recap of it on Cardinals Insider TV a week or two later, uh, the way that production works out. But that's the part people don't see is that reception. And I've, I've not been, but I'm willing to bet that's probably the coolest part of the weekend. It is, and it's an opportunity for us to honor in more of a private setting the player that's going in. You know, Scott Scott had a decision to make, and he, he chose the Cardinals, and he's wearing the STL on his plaque, on his hat. And uh, we couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, when you look back over the last couple decades, uh, you're not going to find uh, you're going to find a real short list of uh, premium two-way players. And Scott, in my opinion, is one of the greatest two-way players in Cardinals history. So uh, we're thrilled to honor him. That private party on Saturday, uh, July 22nd, uh, will be an opportunity for him to kind of just breathe for a moment. The inductee has a rigorous schedule. Um, uh, he and Fred McGriff will be very tired by the time Monday uh, comes to a conclusion. Uh, but it'll be an opportunity for us to just provide him and his family and his closest friends with an opportunity to celebrate him in his career. I did tell him, you know, we'll want him to say a few words at that, uh, that party. And, um, 
Uh, he's thrilled with that opportunity. I, oh, I'm, I'm quite sure, based on the very little bit I know him, I'm sure he's very excited about that. <laughs> I know, I know uh, he'll do a great job with his speech. You know, the funny thing about Scott is he doesn't love the, the media, the public speaking aspect, but when he does it, he's incredible at it. So I'm looking forward to his speech as well. What do you see the emotions with these guys? Like you've mentioned Larusa and Whitey. Whitey's got that famous line about going to into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, is like going to heaven before you die. A great one of the great lines in in all Cardinal Hall of Fame speeches. But it seems like the emotion definitely hits these guys. It comes out in different ways. Um, I thought it was interesting in Scott's little presser he did at, at MLB Network. He said, "I never." expected to be on this trajectory growing up in Jasper, Indiana. He's not a super emotional guy, but like not giving away too much of the moment because it's theirs. But how do you see those emotions come out on the weekend with the inductees? Well, you certainly see them come out when they're making their speeches. And uh, having been there a few times for that, I think not just the Cardinals, but anybody, the particular point in their speeches where they're thanking the people that played a role from the time they were kids and high school and and all the way through, naming coaches and parents and other people, uh, that's when the the emotion really comes out. Yeah, and to see, to witness uh, Scott's emotion when his mom and dad were at his house Mm -hmm. and he he got the call, um, you know, that's that's where it all comes to fruition. That's where the little boy who was playing Little League Baseball uh, with his, with a dream of being a, a Major League Baseball player. And you hear, you hear, you talk to Major Leaguers and Hall of Famers, uh, rarely do you hear them say, it was my dream to be a Hall of Famer. It was, my, it was their dream to be a big leaguer. Um, but to, to get to this stage and be one of the best ever at your craft, um, it's emotional. Um, and the speeches have been phenomenal. I mean, we, we were fortunate to be there for, uh, for Larry Walker's induction uh, and Ted Simmons. And obviously Ted uh, going in as a Cardinal. And Ted's speech was unbelievable. And we, we were sitting there, and as the year Derek Jeter went in, so 98% of that audience in that giant lawn in Cooperstown, New York, uh, were Yankees fans. And when Ted got up there, in about two minutes in, the place was silent, and he had everybody's attention, eyes and ears, from the crowd and on stage, the other Hall of Famers. And if if any of our viewers and listeners have not listened to Ted Simmons' speech, oh my gosh, I think it's one of the best ever um, in Hall of Fame history. But we, we talked to him that night after. Uh, they do a dessert um, experience on the veranda of the Otisaga Resort with fireworks for, for just the Hall of Famers and their guests. The only reason Larry and I had access to that was because it was during the pandemic and there weren't that many people in town. But we talked to Ted about his speech and the impact it had on us. But he said two minutes in, he's like, I looked out there. He's like, I, I got him. And he nailed it. And um, that's, that's the magic of that Sunday is hearing – from their own mouths, their their life story in a real short segment, but in those that impacted them the most. Well, and that's the point of Hall of Fame weekend to me too, is making the the public at a national level aware of the people that compose the history of this game. You know, uh, Derek Jeter nationally known in a way that Ted Simmons probably isn't, and I, I don't like that because I know the player and the man Ted is, but. It's cool to see those guys get that stage, and I think it'll be neat with Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland, too, who certainly Scott a superstar in his day, but I think there's a lot of people that are younger that are going to get to 
be introduced to him and who he is in a way that maybe they haven't yet. And both unassuming superstars yeah. in our game. I mean, go look at the numbers of, that Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland put up, Both, but both unassuming. Never really brought a ton of attention to themselves during their careers. So let's talk about what the schedule actually looks like for you guys on the back end, because I think people get really interested in that, right? So first of all, if you don't know, there is no airport in Cooperstown, New York. At least not, <laughs> at least not that you're landing 737s in. So um, take me from from wheels up here in St. Louis and what the weekend looks like for you guys. Sure. Well, we fly in a couple days early, uh, flying into Albany, and from there it's about a, almost a 90-minute drive uh, from Albany into Cooperstown. Uh, there's a facility where we're hosting the reception form, so a lot of our time will be spent getting that event ready uh, inside uh, inside that facility. Um, and then taking in some of the sites ourselves because Main Street in Cooperstown that week is bustling. And one of the great things will be to see a whole army of people wearing Scott Rowland jerseys yeah. and yeah. another <laughs> whole army of people walking around in, in Fred McGriff jerseys or cardinals uh other cardinals jerseys and t-shirts and Mm -hmm. and a lot of other major leaguers some of them hall of famers and some not there's a lot of card shops and memorabilia stores and there's big and small autograph signings all over the place Uh, we were uh, a couple of years ago we were having breakfast one morning (laughs) near main street it was the year that uh tony larusa went in and while we were sitting inside the store daryl strawberry just walked past us behind us and said hello it's that kind of experience everywhere you turn yeah it's baseball heaven uh, outside of st louis and and the neat thing about just two guys going in is mcgriff and roland are going to have the fanfare uh, you know the last time we were there in 14 uh seven seven yeah. inductees uh, in addition to tony the russo that year so the uh, place was packed number one but you had multiple teams represented i think my favorite experience i've ever had it was 2002 when ozzy went in because ozzy went in alone he was the only uh play and it was just a sea of red a sea of red in cooperstown and i anticipate we're going to see a sea of red even fred will have uh, plenty of support but i imagine it's going to be a sea of red for scott Rowland. what's it like for our guys who are in you know, I'm sure they were excited to welcome another guy to the fraternity. What's that dynamic like? That dynamic is pretty cool, I think, and and we experience it on a lot of different levels. But um, you know, is, you're part you're part of the the group, the most elite group in the history of baseball, and they're they, they're they're a fun fraternity. Um, you know, we got to witness it in '21 on more of an intimate level when Ted and Larry went in, um, and. They just connect, and it's an opportunity for different eras to connect. I mean, the, I think the one of the neatest things for us leading up to the, the late July is that Whitey Herzog's going, yeah. and Whitey hasn't been back in a little while. But and, and Scott didn't play for Whitey, but Whitey loved Scott Rowland and loved the player he was, the person he is, and, and Whitey at 91 years old is going to make the trip and make sure he's there um, for a player that didn't even play for him. So speaking about welcoming him into the – into the fraternity, into the group, into the into the class of the greatest of all time, um, it's unique. And, it, and Cooperstown is subtle and, and just picturesque. Um, it's it's the perfect setting for it. Um, and and the, the National Baseball Hall of Fame does an amazing job of setting up the entire weekend and the events that they have planned. And in talking about those returners, you were even joking about that with Scott Rowland. Yeah. How being a returner will be the most fun. There's no doubt because his his schedule his schedule is uh, nonstop uh, when he arrives. Um, 
pre-Thursday all the way through Monday. They, they do a roundtable, Legends Roundtable, that he and Fred McGriff will be part of on Monday, the day after the induction day. So it is literally nonstop. He does his autograph signing on Monday, a big autograph signing, which he's I know he's very much yes. looking forward to that as well. Um, I told him year two, you're going to love year two because we hear from all of our Cooperstown guys that year two is the best because you're part of the group now and you don't have a, a rigid agenda for the weekend, and they really get to go up there. You know, golf is part of it. Um, Jane Forbes Clark hosts a great party at the Otisaga Resort for the Hall of Famers and their guests, and um, it is first class in, in every way. Now there's You mentioned the golf tournament. There's a parade down Main Street, mm-hmm. too. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's the, the red carpet parade. It takes place on the Saturday, late afternoon, early evening, the day before the induction, where all of the Hall of Famers participate in that. Um, that A little bit before, we're, we'll be hosting the reception. So that's maybe his first big Scott's public introduction as mm-hmm. about to be inducted Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's really great. They, they've got the, the trucks coming down Main Street. The Hall of Famers are in the, in the back with uh, their spouse or guest and... Uh, you know, actually, it was great last year to see Bruce Souter yeah. in that. It was kind of the last time that uh, Cardinals fans and baseball fans in general had an opportunity to see Bruce on a public level. Sunday, we all know what happens with the induction. The speeches, again, that's very public. We'll see it on MLB Network. They'll do a press media availability. If you're watching MLB Network, you'll probably see that too. And then Monday, there's that roundtable you mentioned. And also, they get to see their plaques installed. Is that correct? That sounds like an incredible moment. Yeah, and they get a private private time with their close friends and family. Uh, And I think that's probably where it all sets in, I would guess. If you asked every Hall of Famer, uh, you know, when does it feel real? It's when that plaque goes up and uh, it's not going away, Mm. uh, which is incredible to think about. That's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty neat moment. Pretty cool for you guys to get to be a part of it. Do you have a, a favorite moment from the times you've been up there? You were up there for Lee Smith, too. I know he didn't go in as a Cardinal, but we have a presence, I think, a lot of time. Anybody who played for us, you guys have been kind of involved with. Yeah, I'd say my favorite moment was when, uh, Joe said, we were there for Ted Simmons' uh, induction, and we were on the veranda of the, the Otisaga Hotel for this evening event, and uh, certainly we know our Hall of Famers who were there and were chatting with them here and there but at, at some points we were just kind of standing aside <laughs> and it and it's the way joe talked about this being a fraternity it's watching these players from different teams yeah. different eras talk to each other and socialize with each other and you could just see that bond that they all had uh, that was pretty fantastic yeah that was fantastic um you know Oh, two. I, it was actually before I worked for the Cardinals. So, and Ozzy was my childhood hero. So, to be there and, and, and witness the, the Yellow Brick Road speech was uh, quite impactful for me, just kind of bringing everything full circle. But it's, since I've been an employee for the club, I think um, being there um, for Whitey and Tony's inductions, um, two of the greatest managers in the history of our game, obviously in the history of, of this team. Um, you know, being there to witness that. Um, you know, Whitey waited a while. Uh, uh, he went in in 2010, um, and um, you could just tell uh, how much it meant to him um, and his family uh, to receive that that honor. Um, you know, there's it's so different on, on on how the process goes. Some guys have to wait a long time, like Ted did, and Whitey waited a while. Scott's waited a fair amount of years too. Larry Walker did, right down to the last year. There's others that are getting quickly, like Ozzy first ballot, as we expect Albert will in 2028. Um, so everybody's got a different journey, um, but you can just tell 
um, how much it means to each individual. And, and, and individuals that you, you maybe have not seen the emotional side before, Cooperstown brings it out. Mm. So if somebody's watching this, and again, the induction day is on the 23rd, this releases on July the 1st. So if somebody catches in that three weeks, this, and they're wondering, okay, I'm a first timer, I'm going up there for Scott's induction, what do I need to not miss on this weekend? What would you guys say? Because I've heard people give different answers to this question. Well, I think they need to not miss the chance to spend time in the Hall of Fame and yeah, and Main Street, sure. uh, up and down Main Street, which once you get there, you realize it's very all together in one small area uh, and then the parade on Saturday and to get to the induction ceremony as early as you can on Sunday. Yeah, soak it in. I mean, a lot of people will get there as early as Thursday. Um, and I, and to Larry's point, experience Main Street. A lot of um, local yeah. small businesses in the sports and memorabilia world, there's former players and Hall of Famers lined up uh, down the street, scheduled uh, signing autographs uh, and meeting fans. Um, and experience the Hall of Fame. Give yourself plenty of time to experience the National Baseball Hall of Fame. If it's not already sold out, go online and look up yeah. uh, Ozzie Smith's Turn 2. Yeah. Uh, Double Day Field, which is an awesome event that raises money um, for charity. I know he's got Eddie Murray and Ryan Sandberg yeah. lined up to support him with that event this year. Um, don't miss the parade on Main Street, and then uh, uh, you know Sunday's a magical day out on that lawn with those speeches. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Double Day Field. Last thing we you mentioned, I think a little earlier, we've done Fantasy Camp there before. Mm -hmm. uh, what's what's the plans? When are we headed back? Do we have a date? We for don't have a date, um, just because the village of Cooperstown, that Double Day Field is in high demand, and they they send out opportunities for dates on an annual basis. I'll, we'll have a date um, in the fall, um, but we're going back in 2024, so it'll land somewhere between ideally June and September of 24. We'll go back to Cooperstown uh, for fantasy camp and you know my goal and he knows that he hasn't confirmed yet but that Scott Rowland will be part of that fantasy camp cool. so we're going to hold him to it now that it's been recorded <laughs> well, and last time you guys were up there, you had the reception one of the nights in the plaque gallery, right? That's part of our experience. Yeah. We have one night in the plaque gallery for dinner, and then you, every camper and their guests have the opportunity to get their pictures taken with the Hall of Famer at their plaque. So last time was Ozzy, Ted Simmons, Larry Walker, and then we had Bob Gibson's son, Chris, there. And Chris was taking photos next to Bob's plaque. That's a magical evening that does not happen with any other team in baseball that's so cool so if people want i know it sells out super quick so it may even be too late by the time you hear this but worth a phone call or an email how do people get in touch if they want to hear about that or going to florida or coming here or doing any fantasy camp stuff just email us at fantasycamp at cardinals.com awesome well guys it's going to be a lot of fun cool to see scott go in just a, a great guy he's been a great cardinal and uh it's cool it you know we love all of our alumni and it's great to see all the red jackets but it's always cool i think the fan side of me to ask another Cooperstown guy mm -hmm. sadly we've lost a lot of really great important yeah. Hall of Famers and um, can never replace some of those guys but it's good to replenish the number and just uh, help everyone know and remember and see tangibly the history of this organization on the field so glad to have Scott joining those ranks it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm thrilled for him yeah. awesome Larry and Joe I'm Brett we'll catch you in August August 1st we release the first of every month during the baseball season here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast we normally sit down with a broadcaster maybe an executive most often an alumni we would love to hear from you podcast with an s at cardinals.com is there somebody you'd like us to sit down and talk with uh, we would love the opportunity 
to hear who you would like to hear on this podcast. We'll catch you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.